Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. You know, that has a little bit of a negative connotation because, John, I don't know if you know, but Jeff Allen's like a heavyweight in talk radio. He took 97.1 from nothing to where it is today. He's the consultant for Zimmer. He consults their talk station in Columbia, which your friend Stephanie Bell is on. Uh, That's right. He, he consults, she speaks highly of him. Right. He, he consults their stations in Joplin as well as in Springfield. For Jeff Allen to say we're the worst, I mean, that's that's saying something, you know? <laughs> but the good thing, though, Brian, is that you can tell that it elicits an emotional reaction from him. And if we weren't important, then we wouldn't have garnered that reaction. You see what I'm getting at? I learned an important lesson from one of my bosses years ago. And I've gotten in trouble by saying this, but he said there are three impressions you can make in life, good, bad, and none. And none is always the worst. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's applicable to relationships, isn't it? Too, right. But, like you think if you were counseling a young man on, say, uh, attracting and maintaining women in his life, you would say the most negative thing you can be is to have a woman be ambivalent about you. No, like mo- you should either make her quite pleased or furious at you, no, no, but never make her bored with you. I will disagree with you on that. The you worst, will? the worst thing, if you are in, in wanting to, like, you know, get get with a woman i mean i'm not talking like sexually but <laughs> yeah like, let's watch her like if you right. want to if you want to essentially make her like your girlfriend and then ultimately your fiance and then your wife the worst thing a woman can say is three words actually four words you ready i'm ready He's a nice guy. Absolutely. Thank you, Brad. You're exactly. It's the kiss of death. Right. We talked about the friend zone the other day, didn't right. we? He's a nice guy, which means she has little to no interest in you. He's just a nice guy. Now, going back to my thing about worst thing you can do, uh, good, bad, and none, a perfect example of that philosophy is Donald Trump because everybody, you know, everybody knows who he is. Around the world, they know who he is. And you either love him or you hate him. It's you know exactly. like there's no in between. It's you know, and he even talks about the fact that that you know like like sometimes w- w- during the debates, uh, I think he made the reference to some of the people. When you remember with the original debates, not the the 20, 20, 20, 24 version, but the twenty sixteen version, when it was him on stage with fourteen thousand other potential candidates, he would say things like, "Nobody knows who you are," you know, <laughs> which yeah, which... yeah, and he would talk about was it little Marco. <laughs> Little Marco, yeah, little Marco. And, uh, Which, by, what and, was his name for Chris Christie? I forgot what he had for. He had a good one remember. for Chris. But do you Christie. know that Mar- uh, Marco Rubio? Did you see that? He endorsed him the other day. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, Good for him. Yeah, Marco Rubio endorsed Trump, which is interesting to the point where, like, like, see, once again, 
It's my theory of you can go down to St. Charles County Courthouse, you know, St. Louis County Courthouse, and you can go watch a very contentious trial. And you can watch two excellent trial attorneys going after each other. And they're, you know, they're gnashing teeth. And, you know, judge, you know, he, you know, you know, you know, objection, your honor, that is false testimony. You know, they'll go back and forth. And especially in St. Louis County, you watch when court is done for the day. Those two dudes will end up down at C.J. Muggs on the corner of, of uh, uh, what is that, uh, uh, Bottom and Central, and they will be slapping each other on the back. Oh, you did great in court today. No, you did great. That line was great. I didn't know how to respond first, but then I remember. You know, that's the way it is. That's the way politics is. Hey, as is. George Carlin said, it's all one big club, and you're not part of it. <laughs> okay. Every morning we start off the show with John giving us the top three. John is the guy who puts together johncombest.com, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. He looks at the entire state, newspapers, radio stations, TV stations, and gives us what he says are the top three, but he's actually got a lot more than on this page. Go check it out. Here are the top three. The number three story today Probably wouldn't reach the threshold of top three, Brad, except for it gives us the opportunity to exert a little bit of grace on a Missourian. Yesterday, there was a Senate hearing, a Senate committee hearing that otherwise would have been pretty boring. It was about tax and Medicaid funding and things like that. There was a woman who was speaking there who was a representative of a pro-life group, and she attracted fire and hard questions from everyone, Republicans, Democrats, because of her testimony about Medicaid funding and some other things beyond the scope of this conversation. The point is, Senator Brian Williams, who's a Democrat, at one point got so frustrated with this woman named Susan Klein that he dropped the F-bomb on her during her testimony okay. when he was when he was asking her questions you've got my curiosity up why was she what was she saying that was so offensive to both sides of the aisle well here's so we'll get we'll get briefly into the minutia of it she represents missouri right to life now during a period of for many decades brad if you were a republican or a democrat a pro-life democrat missouri right to life stamp of approval for your campaign was very important because a number of voters looked at the right to life issue and said, if Missouri right to life endorses this candidate, we know they are 100% pro-life. Recently, in the last few election cycles, some Republicans have expressed their dismay with Missouri right to life because some Republicans feel that Missouri right to life has expanded their, expanded their scope to not just be about abortion votes. So... More specifically, in the last couple of years, Missouri Right to Life has gotten involved in the congressional redistricting issue, if you remember from, gosh, what was that, two years ago. So long story short is Missouri Right to Life, which used to be pretty limited in scope, I would say, or narrow in scope, however you want to look at it, has angered some Republicans because there are some Republican members of the Missouri Senate that, in fact, were not endorsed by Missouri Right to Life. You see what I'm saying? Right. Now, and, and let's sometimes – I know – you know this very well, and sometimes I have to think, okay, pro-life, pro-choice. The right to life are the, essentially the anti-abortion people, correct? That's correct. Okay. Yep. So, so, for example, yesterday, so Missouri Right to Life, over the, while they have so many, a number of supporters, I would say, in the Missouri capital among Republicans, they're not as universally loved, I think, but I think it's fair to say in the Missouri Capitol as they were, let's say, 20 years ago among Republicans. So the senator dropped an F-bomb on her. Where's he from? 
He's from St. Louis. He's from U City. Oh, no kidding. Well, so Brian, so he's a, and he's a Democrat. So this is the Democrat that is considering entering the Democratic primary against Cory Bush. Now, Wesley Bell is already in that primary, as you know. So Brian Williams' uh, quote to, to this witness was, um, you know, he mentioned something about abortion that he said about, he said, what about every effing issue in this state? Now, in Brian Williams' defense, he apologized. And more importantly, he pointed out that he's been up late at night taking care of his son. So this is an opportunity, Brad, for us to give grace to people. We realize that there's people have lives outside of being a legislator, outside of being on the radio, outside of being a lineman at Ameren. People have real real life responsibilities. Sometimes they lose their temper. And we, you and I also know, Brad, let's push this a little bit. That if a white man had been on the Senate panel and told a black female to essentially uh, – how do I say this the right way? Anyway, if, if a white man had told a black woman, what about every other effing issue in this state? I'm sure the white man would also be given a great deal of grace because he's been up late night taking care of a kid are you being facetious there <laughs> no i'm sure that you and i i mean you and i would extend that grace to a white man wouldn't we see this is sort of weird it's the flip test of tony colombo that you quote quite often yeah but here let me let me tell you something right before we went on the air um we are now you and i are on the air now between five and eight between seven and eight we're live between five and seven it's replays of the shows and what was playing was the show that we talked about the the night or it was the day after Jay Ashcroft got swatted on a right. matter of fact I think it was a Tuesday show and then Monday he was on the CNN interview where he looked really bad in the CNN interview he did yeah. and you and I sort of went back and forth on this because I say that if Jay is 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 shall we say flustered by the fact that. He was swatted, and he's no good for the next day. That's not the guy I want as governor. And I see your point. Now, yep. and and I'll go back to the same thing. This guy, you know, once again, you know, I'm not going to say that. You know, you're saying he 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 gave the excuse he was up late with his kid. Yeah, he said he's been. Well, he has a 10 month old son, and he now again to his credit, he apologized, but he said. The quote is explained. He was tired from late nights caring for his ten-month-old child. That's a really lame excuse. I'm sorry. That's a really lame excuse. I've I've raised four kids, and mm-hmm. I was not. You know, my wife was obviously more involved than I was, but I was very involved with my four kids. I was in the delivery room for all four of my kids, and yep. and to the point where I mean, I tell as a man should be. So well, let's be clear about that. I I tell the story that that I took a ten-day road trip. With my kids, when my oldest son was nine, my daughter was six, my other son was three, and my youngest son was was 11 months old. I spent 10 <laughs> days on the road with those kids in a truck in the winter up in, up in the northern states, up in Iowa and Minneapolis and Wisconsin and Chicago and places like that. And I'm not trying to say, gee, am I a great guy, but you know what? You, you've got to rise to the occasion. And I think that Nafi would have said, hey... You know, uh, my father died last night, and, you know, I'm just sort of not with it today because we've got to go to the funeral home and make arrangements. I'm okay on that. But taking care of your kid, 
No, mm-hmm. I say that's a bad excuse. But what do and I know? And I would, and just not to not to beat this horse that's already dead, Brad. But the other thing is, you could also say you could also return to the hearing room after taking a step out and say, "I want to apologize for what I did." There's no excuse for it. We're all under a lot of pressure here, including folks who were witnesses. This is a high-intensity environment. I lost my temper, and I'm sorry. Or he could say, walk right in and say, you know what? I want to apologize for what I said, but when people say things like that, it makes me so effing mad. Yeah, it makes me, <laughs> it makes me outraged. So, again, is this an opportunity for us to extend some grace? Maybe. I say and no. We, uh, I'm sure we'll remember this the next time that a white male yells at a black female woman who's testifying. Was it a black female woman who's testifying? No, she was a white woman. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I get what you're saying. That was that was yeah. the that was the the um, the um, what do you call it the the rub. The no, you were you were going a theoretical. That was the. It was the, purely theoretical. Okay, okay. We're so we're so intellectual on this show, Brad. Yes, Speaking right. of witnesses, the number two story today is Missouri media and progressive content creators are up in arms. Because yesterday, legislators discussed a number of ridiculous proposals, including ones that would keep boys out of girls' locker rooms. I would recommend people listen to a real quick interview. I think it's about eight minutes. State Representative Adam Schnelting, who represents a district in St. Charles County, specifically in St. Charles, he gave an interview to Mark Cox on 97.1, where he talked a little bit about his bill that the intention is to define in Missouri statute what a man and what a woman is, what a male and what a female is. And he says by doing this, parents of daughters, for example, can keep boys out of girls' locker rooms in public schools. Well, but I didn't, didn't if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if you watch the national stuff, but I think there was a case that just went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court decided not to hear it. And the case was from another state where the school district essentially was trying to do this, and they passed some kind of a the state passed some kind of a bill or, or, or law or something like that, and this uh, uh, appellate court it went through the court system. The appellate court shot it down, essentially saying, "No, you can't do that." And the Supreme Court declined to listen to the case, which means that in this state, the school districts cannot say if you're a, a biological male, you have to go to the boys' room. I think it just blew it right open. Yeah. Yeah, so Schnelting didn't cover that, and to be honest, I'm not. I, I didn't follow that case that you're referencing, so I'm not I up see, on that. I see if I can find that one uh, because I I read it. What's today? Thursday. I think I read it Tuesday, maybe even yesterday. Okay. And Schnelting brings up some really good cases there. By the way, Schnelting is running for Bill Eigel's seat that's open in the Missouri Senate as Bill Eigel runs for governor. Bill Eigel's Senate district is open. Schnelting, as of today, now filing won't start for another about five weeks or so. But Schnelting is set to run against State Representative Phil Cristofanelli. So you have a candidate there. Phil Cristofanelli is well-known in Republican circles, came up through the Republican campaign apparatus, so to speak, is supported by folks like Right Path Pack, which represents Washington University and Washington University supporters. And so you might have Schnelting, in other words, coming up on the right flank, so to speak, of Phil Cristofanelli in that state Senate primary. It'll be heated. I think a lot of people. I think there'll be a lot of money spent in that district to to take Bill Eigel's spot. And Phil Kristen, 
Fidelity's mother is the one that got me in trouble with Bill Eichel, but that's a whole other story. She is, she, and we thank her for that. <laughs> right, thank you. And you genuflect every day in the direction of Mrs. Krista Finelli. <laughs> thank that. you, Cindy. I appreciate it. Okay. And, and the number one story today <laughs> is from Kansas City. And Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas is in Washington, D.C. for a national conference of mayors. And he gets to be in the same room as Vice President Kamala Harris. He's there to talk about gun control, Brad, and what the administration can do to strengthen gun control laws across America. And as a spoiler, Brad, you were a longtime political observer. You know the way this game works. Quentin Lucas has told the Kansas City Star exactly what it's going to take Kansas City, by the way, just set a, a, a record – I started to say a world record – just set a Kansas City record last year for number of homicides. Do you know the one thing that Quentin Lucas is asking for that he needs to solve this problem? Money. Absolutely. Right. Don't we all? Just a, li- just a little bit of money, Brad. Right. That's all not, it's going to take. Not a little bit. A lot of bit. A lot of bit uh, of money. A lot of bit of money. He has an Aim for Peace program that he's been working on. And you, know, you go out. You do community outreach. You tell people, hey – Quit it. I, you know, I have a, I have a theory on that, and and we'll talk about that next break. I have a theory where I, you know, and see, my problem is I come up with these things, and people say that is the craziest idea I've ever heard. But the smart people would say that's the craziest idea I ever heard, and it will probably work. But yet, it, wait a minute. Is this back in the days when you worked with St. Louis Mayor Freeman Bosley on Midnight Basketball? That was so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, you were quite the hoopster back in the day, no, Brad. It was that whole thing was just like was just like you know what. Fugazi, right? Fug- Fugazi. Fugazi. You know, you're going to talk like this, and you're going to have the mayor's dad mad at you. You're right. going to have Vervis Jones mad at you. You well, better watch it. Albert Walton from North County is going to get mad at you. Somebody's going to get mad, Brad. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. Okay. Lots of stuff to talk about next segment. Th- that's the end of segment A, if you're keeping track. Segment B is coming up. And b- remind me, I have someone who contacted me and is not happy with the way I'm doing the things on the podcast. But we'll talk oh, about Oh, no. Yes, yes, yes. 